Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Philly Pod brought to you by the Liberty Line. Com, here to preview the upcoming matchup against the Chicago Bears as the Philadelphia Eagles attempt to uh, get a firmer grasp on that uh, on that first round bye that obviously is the uh, the number one goal right now. I'm your host as always, Victor Williams. You can follow me on all social platforms over at the Philly Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever it is that you digest your uh, your content. If you're new to the show, thank you guys for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Um, a lot of people were happy that we did the uh, the Monday morning edition of the uh, of the last episode of the Victory Monday episode. Uh, so it feels good to get back on track, get back on a schedule uh, that works for you guys. So uh, good feedback uh, over there. Joining me as always, you can follow him on all social platforms at Stephen Conrad Jr. You can go check out uh, the content that he puts out over on the Liberty Line YouTube channel. He actually put out a video um, a little bit ago. That's where uh, we're going to pick apart and digest as we uh, look forward or look ahead rather. I don't know if we're looking forward to it, but look ahead to the matchup against Justin Fields and the uh, Chicago Bears. Steven, how are you feeling? A couple of days uh, coming down from the high uh, against the Giants. We have Justin Fields on the horizon. And then, of course, the uh, all-important, the all-talked-about Dallas Cowboys game coming up on uh, on Christmas Eve. How are you feeling these days, man? Yeah, we'll focus on the uh, Chicago Bears this weekend. That's what's on the agenda. Uh, tomorrow's not promised. Uh, next week isn't promised. Uh, we got the Chicago Bears and what's supposed to be a cold-weather game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be freezing. I don't feel great about this one. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. Trap game, we'll trap we'll game. Every game's a trap game. Every game is a trap game. Uh, my mouth is actually uh, uh, pretty sore uh, today. Had a, had extensive dental work done yesterday. So uh, I, <laughs> why'd you get all wide-eyed like that? I don't <laughs> know where you were going with that for a second. <laughs> it's sore. It's sore. I had extensive dental work done yesterday. Uh, so so you need me to carry today? No, nah, don't carry. Don't carry. <laughs> I can. The, 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 yeah, we know you can. We know you can. More, more of the story. Like it's been a little bit since I've been to the dentist. So, um, for my cleaning this time around, it wasn't like a regular cleaning. It was a uh, like a deep cleaning. They call it because they like scrape all the tartar and like whatever else is going on in your gums. They num- they like numb me up and then went in there and scraped everything out. Um, so nice clean white teeth now. Just uh, everything feels kind of kind of raw and, and and sore. So that's what I'm dealing with. But don't worry. No rest for the weary. The pod still moves on, regardless, <laughs> regardless of, uh, of 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 what we go through. We're gonna talk about Micah Parsons a little bit and our con- where his comments overblown, uh, where we right to be upset about it, and then of course we will talk about uh, the key matchups or lack thereof <laughs> coming up in this game against Chicago. But before we do that, as always, shout out to the sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook with the NFL postseason. Right around the corner, DraftKings has you covered with some exciting sportsbook offers. And for a limited time only, you can win $150 
instantly. All you have to do is sign up for a new DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, and place a $5 wager on any pregame money line. And if your bet wins, you'll receive $150 in free bets instantly in addition to any cash winnings from your original wager. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. You really can. I withdraw DraftKings, and it's always instant. No waiting times, no quick approvals, all that all that fun stuff. So go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today with the link in the podcast description to take advantage of this offer today. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner in the NFL, gambling partner called one 800 Gambler. So, Stephen, before we talk about this matchup coming up, Micah Parsons, <laughs> if you haven't heard the clip by now, uh, we have it queued up for you right here on the, I think it was the Voncast. Von Miller has a podcast called the Voncast, and they were talking about, um, you know, MVP candidates and Jalen Hurts and all this. And when uh, asked if, if, if Jalen Hurts is worthy of his MVP candidacy, this is what Micah Parsons had to say. Is it Hurts or the team? <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> it, I think it's, a little, it's, it's system and team. I think it's a little bit of both, man, because they got a great deep, they got a great offensive line, which helps Hurts. Hurts has AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. They got a good running game. I um, mean, Miles Sanders. They scheme that they they scheme that they have. O line. I yeah. mean, bro, bro like it, like, <laughs> and this Eagles Cowboys, the Eagles Cowboy coming up, ain't it? Yeah, it's coming up. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to make no enemies. I, I just like. I just love the game so much, I and am. I understand it so much that like, I can't. I, I like. I like when things are off. I, I just can't like hold it in. Like I almost gotta say something. Like you know, you're right. They got. They got a great team. Great defense. But everyone. Everyone has their own opinions. Like, but they got. So Jalen Hurts is. MVP. He's good. He's he, good. They got him for the MVP race with Patrick Mahomes. His stats and what he's been doing, what numbers that he be putting up, is MVP worthy. Just so, when I first heard that, of course, me being the Dallas hater, I assumed that Mike is, is just being a hater and just hating all what Jalen Hurts is is doing this year and trying to say it's the system, it's the supporting cast, and not giving any credit to the work that Jalen Hurts has put in uh, last summer. Steven, when you first hear about this. Uh, what were your reactions? Because now I'm seeing people like, oh, like Micah wasn't sliding Jalen Hurts. He was giving credit to the team. Nah, fuck that. He was literally sliding Jalen Hurts. He was sliding him. When do we give credit to Dallas players? Like, oh, they're just they're just talking about the Eagles as a team. He's giving credit. No, it sounds to me like he was discrediting Jalen Hurts. But that's that's just me being sensitive. What did you What did you take away from from those comments? I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I will also add that I don't expect um, any less. From somebody who attended uh, Penn State University. Hey, hey, well, I also don't <laughs> expect any less from. <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I also don't expect any less. From, first of all, Miles Sanders with the Penn State, right? But, He's uh, also I, right, but <laughs> it's what happens after that. How do you go from Penn State to Dallas? Talk about brainwashing, like two hey, different. Hey, hey. I mean, my gosh, they've had a quarterback at Penn State for like eight years in a row that they're all convinced can Yo. win. Some Yo, bowl game lying. that doesn't mean anything. But Sean uh, Clifford's anyway. been there for eight years, dog. I feel like Stenson Bennett also been at Georgia. He's twenty five. Jalen Hurts is younger than Sean Clifford and Stenson Bennett, and he's been in the NFL wow. for three years. So wow. think about. So think about that. The Daniel uh, also Jones expect, of college football, perhaps. Yes, exactly, exactly. I also don't expect any less from a Cowboys player. I don't expect him to sit yep, up I was on his high horse there. and be like, "Yup, yeah, Jalen Hurts is MVP. He's good." Like I don't expect a Dallas Cowboys player to say that. He messed up so. big time, man. 
This is bulletin board up. material um, <laughs> on a team full of guys who all have their own bulletin board that is probably filled with a lot of things. Big mistake, Micah Parsons. I understand you tried saving yourself a little bit. I sensed a lot of nervous energy, nervous laughs because you were on a podcast, one that I would never listen to. I only am consuming it because you're forcing me to and the internet is forcing us to. Uh, Von Miller has a podcast now. That's great. Wow. Do I care? No, not at all. Um, Stating the obvious that Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. Wow, good job. But then the guest you have on is trying to like slight him. And then Von Miller I hear in the background is like, oh, you'll play them in a couple weeks. No shit, dude. No shit. In a game that... (laughs) Is projected to matter. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl for the, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, regular season games mean a lot more to Cowboys fans than it does us. Um, you know, you this kind of ties comments. in. You heard Hurts' comments on it, right? When they yeah. asked Jalen Hurts in yesterday's exactly press how conference. you answer it. Um, not that we like. I understand why they asked him, and we didn't expect to hear anything different out of out of Jalen Hurts' mouth. But they asked him, like, "What do you have to say about Michael Parsons' comments about about your uh, you know worthiness of being MVP?" And what did he say? We got Chicago this weekend. <laughs> We're worried about the Bears right now. So uh, that's what's good on him. And then Maialata, who was a little a little bit more animated with his comments, he said, Micah should worry about his game too. I don't even know who they play, um, but we, we're, we're, we're worried about us over here. That's how things work over here. So Micah yep. can talk about it all he wants. What were you, what were you about to say before, before I cut you off? No, I, I just think um, I, I actually I'll give a shout out to Tom Stakes. Tom, I know you talk about wanting to be on this podcast all the time. If you're listening, shout out to you. I saw a little back and forth you had on Twitter because, of course, this blew up the Internet. Of course it did. Eagles and Cowboys social media. Oh, my gosh. It's always popcorn movie theater material, right? Um, he pointed out he, he made this a bigger picture thing. Obviously, like Jalen Hurts, as we believe. Uh, is the favorite for MVP. And it's not just us being biased Eagles fans. The sports books will tell you that. As of right now, they will tell you that. Uh, he's the betting favorite. But Tom made this a bigger point, a much bigger point. If you want to do that whole system thing, if you want to do that, fine. But just know like it doesn't have to be a detriment to the player. Because Patrick Mahomes, who a lot of people view as the second best you know, candidate for the award, who's the best quarterback in the NFL, has Andy Reid, arguably the best offensive coach in NFL history. Uh, Travis Kelsey, like blah, 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 right? The point here is this. Dallas fans for the last 20 years since I've been on this planet have used that as an excuse for the shortcomings of the quarterback. Tony Romo, ah, his coaching isn't good. Ah, doesn't have enough help, not enough receiving help. Offensive line's not good enough. Same thing with Dak Prescott as offensive coordinator isn't good enough. Meanwhile, on the flip side, here in Philly, whether it's Carson Wentz, who had that dominant MVP season in 2017, Donovan McNabb, 10-plus years of dominant football as him as the quarterback, took us to a Super Bowl, lost to the GOAT. Um, and now we're here with Jalen Hurts, who's on pace to just smash tons of quarterback records. I'm probably missing somebody, right? My thing. So my th- my thing I don't is, know. You you get what I'm saying here, right? Like there's a difference. Is, there's a difference. My thing is, is that if the system were the sole reason behind Hurts' like newfound success, every head coach in the NFL would implement this same system. Like, does AJ Brown make Jalen's job easier? Of course he does. Does Devontae Smith make his job easier? 
Of course. Does the does CD does the Lamb make line, Dak Prescott's job easier? Yeah. Does the offensive line help help catapult the rushing attack? Of course it does. But uh, Jalen Hurts is the one that ties it all together. His skill set as a runner and a passer ties it all together. If you had a quarterback that was just going to sit there in the pocket all day, it'd be Jalen Hurts would be uh, a little easier to defend. So I don't get the whole system thing. When if it was truly a system, every single head coach would use this system if Jalen Hurts is thriving in it. So I don't understand all that. And on top of that, it's rich coming from Dallas because last year, the 2021 Cowboys were the first team in NFL history to have a 4,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, a 1,000-yard receiver, a player with 10 sacks, and a player with 10 interceptions. And what did Mm. they do? They got bounced in the first round at home to Jimmy G on a QB draw with 14 seconds left. So I don't understand why Dallas feels like – that they can talk about systems and quarterbacks and quarterbacks are the reasons that that are that systems are the reasons that quarterbacks can be successful when the one that's in Dallas right now is only successful ever because of the players and the system around him so it's highly hypocritical to me that Michael Parsons would say that but it is it is what it is we saw what happened when DeMarcus Lawrence said what he said uh, the first time around he ended up on his face multiple times um so of course Jalen's just going to handle business move forward and uh and do that it's just like wild how much differently things are handled here in philadelphia versus dallas like none of our players besides jason kelsey who deserves to do so by the way is doing like podcast stuff on the side and made that christmas album because he's been the best player at his position for the last decade but what do eagles players do when they get on podcasts do they talk about dallas players no. no, they don't. Not that I've heard anyway. They don't talk. They don't get on here and talk about, oh, well, Dak Prescott's not doing this. Trayvon Diggs this. And Michael Parsons this. No, they don't ever. But Dallas Cowboys, the minute they get on the minute they get on a media platform, it's all the Eagles this and it Hurts does this. Are you surprised? Yeah. No, that's that's exactly. why I'm not. I'm not, all, I'm not even all that shocked. So it is. Exactly. It is what it is. So that's enough wasted breath on on the Cowboys. You've already wasted enough time talking about the Cowboys. That that's that's next week's uh, issue this week is the Chicago Bears. And Steven, I know you made a video mm. on the Liberty Line YouTube channel but uh, not not too long ago when uh, the head coach, Eberflus, started to use uh, Justin Fields in the right way. So in the last, uh, since week six, Justin Fields has rushed for 711 yards and seven touchdowns. He's had runs of 50-plus yards in three of his last four games. Obviously, he's been banged up in recent weeks, but he's been dynamic as ever once the coach decided, hey, if we use this guy as a runner, maybe we can get some things going in the offense. So uh, what is it that you see in Justin Fields? You seem to be a fan. People draw a lot of parallels to him and Jalen Hurts. Hey, maybe if they can do, if Chicago can do some of the same things that Philadelphia did for Hurts, maybe Justin Fields can take that leap. What is it that you see in him that may pose as an issue for, uh, for Philadelphia on Sunday? Well, I see potential. I see franchise quarterback potential. Um, oh, dude. Yeah, there's, wow. there, yes, yes, absolutely. There's a lot of similarities between him and Jalen. I, I don't know him personally. Um, I don't know the full like details about his character, uh, but I will say when I put that video out, um, a lot of Chicago Bears fans had nothing but great things to say about him, you know, his work ethic and, and his personality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll take their word, you know, and uh, quite honestly, you know, you, you look at the Bears situation, um, to me, it kind of reminds me of what Jalen dealt with last year. Uh, you know, not a lot of help. Uh, his offensive line is really bad, really bad. Um, so that's why, luckily, he's a mobile quarterback and he's able to use that to his strength. He has to use that to his strength and the Bears should coach him that way. Um not really a lot of receiving help over there. Uh, although mm-hmm. I do, I know a lot of people like Darnell Mooney, but like in reality, on on a team that wants 
to make the postseason. Uh, he's ideally your second or third best receiver, I would assume, right? On a good football mm-hmm. team. Very Not good WR2. Best. Yes, very good. Yes. Very good wide receiver too, correct. So that would be my, uh, that's just my kind of approach there. Um, I've always kind of felt that way about him. Um, obviously, when you when you look back, to the whole draft and him coming out of college, like, you know, there were question marks, but everybody knew um, he had talent. Um, I'll tell you this right now. I said this in the video. Um, If I were to do a redraft uh, of that quarterback draft class, I would heavily consider uh, taking him over every other quarterback over Trevor Lawrence, who's been a complete, like, can we, okay, I'm not going to call him a bust, but he is a major disappointment. I had people telling me he was a generational talent, like Andrew Luck, level coming out of college and he has not been mm-hmm. that and i know doug peterson is over there they spent a lot of money on the on the receivers and playmakers to help him out but i mean he's just kind of like meh they're not really doing anything uh yeah. mac jones never believed in him you're seeing like <laughs> like new england was a perfect situation for him in my opinion and you see how that's working out uh trey lance was the most raw quarterback we would say right coming out of that draft class i mean his career may be over before it even started. Uh, like you just look at the San Francisco. It might be it might be over in San Fran with the yeah. way Brock Purdy is playing and the way they hang on the Jimmy G. That so all of that, a sudden that, that, I'm not a psychopath for thinking Justin Fields is the best quarterback in that draft class and that he is Chicago Chicago's franchise quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, if they if they do things the right way, I think that uh, that that he definitely has a chance to thrive. They definitely need some more help on on offense. To your point, Darnell Mooney's on IR now, so he doesn't even have him to throw to. Their starting receivers are Sunday are going to consist of Equinamia St. Brown, who has 17 catches for 280 yards on the year. Dante Pettis, who's bounced around the league, been on some different teams, 14 catches, 202 yards on the year for him. Uh, the newly acquired Chase Claypool, who they obviously got from the Steelers at the deadline. He has 12 catches for 111 yards with Chicago so far. And then you have Byron Pringle in the mix, who's been on and off IR this year as well. Their actual leading receiver this year is tight end Cole Komet. So they, they're definitely not a lot of firepower on that offense. That's going up against a uh, an Eagles defense that has been dominant uh, uh, to this point in the season. We didn't even talk about their rushing attack. Uh, Khalil Herbert on IR, but they still have... Uh, David Montgomery. The Bears are actually first in the NFL in rushing offense, 189.2 yards per game. Obviously, Justin Fields has a lot to do with that. The Eagles rank second at 162.2 rushing yards per game. So if Chicago, uh, you know, can get out in open space and Justin Fields can uh, can, uh, can can do some things, maybe they'll give the Eagles uh, a run for their money. I don't see the game going going like I don't see the game script going going like that, especially since the Eagles have been fairly good against mobile quarterbacks to this point. I think Daniel Jones only rushed four times for a few yards in, in last week's game. So they've been fairly good at containing mobile quarterbacks, and I expect that trend to continue on, on Sunday. Mm. Well, Justin Fields is a different animal, man. He is. He is. He's definitely – I mean, he's not – I'm not comparing Daniel Jones to Justin Fields. He's a lot more dynamic. I just think that Gannon is going to have his defense prepared to 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 be able to contain him in open space. Probably helps that they practice against a very similar player. Exactly. Every day. Good now, point. Now the difference is, <laughs> my God, man. Hey, this is an inter- Whoa, this is a very interesting dynamic. Really quickly, I want to bring this up. Um, I'm not saying Justin Fields is a bad passer. Um, I think he's raw. Like, um, there's a lot of arm. I would argue he probably has more arm talent than Jalen Hurts. But we're not doing that. I'm not doing that garbage ass arm talent debate because everybody said Jalen Hurts had a noodle arm and now he's looking like one of the best passers in the NFL. Passers, right? Um, interesting dynamic really quickly. 
how I was just trying to tie this into, you know, the fact that the Eagles defense gets to practice against Jalen Hurts, you know, throughout the week. So that would prepare them very well for Justin Fields, you would imagine, right? Mm-hmm. You ever like you ever wonder what it would actually be like to see our defense matched up against Jalen Hurts? Uh, like, just I think, think about, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I always think about the uh, the cornerback and the wide receiver matchups with Bradbury, Slay, Maddox against uh, Devontae, Quezin, and AJ. I think that'd be a fun uh, uh, a fun thing to watch. So yeah, and, and yeah, to your point, the the defense practices against Jalen Hurts each and every day, so they should be well equipped to take on uh, Justin Fields in that top ranked. Who is um, an Chicago, inferior uh, passer, and they have less passing exactly, targets. Exactly, exactly. Well, their just, offensive line just, is bad. So he's an he's an inferior passer to Jalen Hurts, but you think he has more arm talent than Jalen Hurts? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm what not. What do you even like, mean by arm talent? Because you spent all summer spent <laughs> dragging like the people that have that have been talking about arm talent. Arm talent's a myth. Arm talent's yeah, yeah. a myth, and all this. And now you're saying that Justin Fields has more arm talent. So which one is uh, it? <laughs> when, when I say that, he just has the ability to make ridiculous throws. He can throw it deep. He can throw it. When on was the, the last run. time he made a ridiculous throw? What was the last ridiculous throw you saw him? Well, make? who the hell do you want him to throw to? And who the hell is blocking <laughs> for him, man? Did you see him you do know? it in college? Did you see him do it in college? Yeah, he has a big arm. He has a big all arm. Right. So after after the show, show me like five good crazy throws he had in college because I don't remember much of. Them. Well, so, I have to so. see if I have room in my schedule. It's a big uh, recording day. <laughs> yeah, today. I bet. I bet. <laughs> and so you know what? J- J- Justin Fields has such incredible arm talent that they have the Bears have the thirty second ranked passing offense. So that's cool. They throw All for right. a whopping. They throw said. for a whopping one hundred and forty yards per game. One hundred and forty. He doesn't Justin have anybody. Fields, who ahead, do you want him ahead, to throw to? Who's protecting for him, man? They're playing to his strengths. This is literally hey, man, what Jalen Hurts was like last year. I'm not yes, saying Jalen Hurts is at least throwing two hundred yards a game. Him. I'm saying I'm saying if done correctly, give him a number one receiver, fix the offensive line. Next season, he should be a pretty productive quarterback throwing the football, and you mix that in with his versatility as a runner. That's all. If you I'm had saying. to guess, if you had to guess, tell me how many games Justin Fields has eclipsed two hundred yards passing this year. Mm. If you had to guess, if you had to guess. Uh, over, under, four and a half. Now, mind you, the the Bears have played 13 games. They are three and 10. You think that, you said over four and a half, so you think Justin Fields has thrown for five, you think five games he's thrown for over 200 yards? God, I hope so. He's thrown two, two whole games <laughs> this year. He has thrown over 200 yards. So that's great arm talent. I, I'm glad we get to watch that arm talent every week over in Chicago. All right, dude, you're just trying. Are you a hater? Just say you're Justin Fields hater. <laughs> no, I love you. Hey, hey, first of all, I, just, I think Fields Who would you rather be the quarterback talent. here? Let's just say Jalen Hurts, for whatever reason, how he decided to move on. Who would you rather have, Justin Fields or uh, Trevor Lawrence? I like Justin Fields more personally. I was never ah. a big Lawrence guy in college. I people were like Trevor this, mm. and it's the next Peyton and all this, and I never oh, bought yeah. into it. But but all, I also have to have to have to show my ass here too because I loved Zach Wilson in the draft, and obviously he's about to be done in New York. No, he's garbage. I thought, I thought Zach Wilson was better than Lawrence. I said, man, that no. guy. And remember the the rumors that Howie was gonna like take him third in the draft oh, and all that. I'd have been so mad. Yeah, that was that was something. That was something. So. Yeah, and uh, the Bears are also 28th in the league in sacks allowed. And when the Eagles lead the league in sacks at 49, I expect a very big day from the defensive line as well. So you bring up good points. Very weak offensive line, very weak receiving core. It's going to have to be the Justin Fields show if they want to even remain somewhat And I'd imagine they're going to force him to throw. Well, yeah, they're not going to let him rush for 200 yards. So if he's going to have to throw to Equinamia St. Brown, I would assume Darius Slay's going. 
mm. <laughs> render him non-existent, and then Bradbury's going to lock up Claypool or Dante Pettis or whatever the situation, or Byron Pringle, whatever whatever that situation is going to be. But it looks like it's going to be a very good day for the for the Eagles defense on the uh, offensive uh, on the offensive side of the ball for the Philadelphia Eagles. That we all know what the defense or what the offense is capable of this time. If I asked you who the sack leader was on on the Chicago Bears. Do you, first of all, do you even know any defenders left on the Chicago Bears before I ask you this question? <laughs> Who do you think the sack leader is? If you, off the top of your head. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. It's All right, so think rookie safety out of Penn State last year. A guy I really, really wanted in the second Brisk, half. Brisker? Ja- Jaquan Brisker leads the team in sacks with three. Three sacks on the year. Their safety. Their starting rookie safety leads the Chicago Bears. Oh my god! In, uh, in sacks. I guess who was third on the team in pressures? He's not only he's not on the Bears anymore. He's on the Eagles. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's no how way. bad that this pass rush has been. That Robert Quinn still to this day, a guy who was traded at the deadline, remains third in the league, third on the team in in pressures. This is a very, very pitiful Bears defense. They have no cornerbacks to speak of. Jaquan Brisker is the one guy with any range of ball skills whatsoever. And I just think it's going to be another day where Jalen Hurts can either choose to run or pass because he's probably going to be well, able to do both. It's going to be it's really be an cold, onslaught. isn't it? It doesn't matter. It's going to be an onslaught. I expect another 40-plus game out of this offense on Sunday. Mm. I don't know, man. Like... I kind of anticipated, like I said in the last pod, the uh, I anticipated a nasty beating of the Giants because I just thought we were a disaster matchup for them. And on paper, we're kind of that. We are that for the Bears. I mean, for a lot of teams, really in the NFL. But uh, I don't know. A part of me wonders that it's pointing so much in the direction of us just smacking them that maybe just maybe they hang around a little bit, maybe a lot longer than anticipated. I don't know. Like all it takes is a few of those crazy Justin Fields plays with his legs, but also you just never know, man. Maybe he slings one down the field. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, we we saw what happened against the Colts and against the Texans. And this is why we are not looking forward to Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, whenever the hell that Dallas game is. Who's not looking forward to it? I can't wait for that game. When is the game, by the way? Everybody keeps telling me it's it's on Christmas Day. Christmas Eve. It's Christmas all right. Eve. All right, there Who's it is. Who Christmas Day? Who's I don't know. Day? I keep Who's hearing Christmas? different stuff. I don't look. Get the Bears this weekend. I'm not looking that far ahead. Everybody's like, oh, oh you know, the Dallas game. No, 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 no. Let's, we got a potential trap game this Sunday. We got to take care of business. Mm-hmm. Dallas has a potential trap game too. By the way, the Jaguars. Who did they play this week? Oh, the Jags. Yeah, Mr. Trevor Lawrence, the guy we all hate. Hopefully, he can get a win <laughs> and and redeem himself as far as the Philly pod. Maybe is Doug concerned. Peterson can help us out. The Eagles rank uh, number one in the league. We mentioned on the last show, points per game, 29.7. Number two in the league, total yards at 407.6. The Eagles are putting up 400 yards per game routinely. I don't know what Chicago is going to be able to do to uh, resist that, especially since their defense is giving up 360 yards per game. They give up. uh, They're actually, yo, Mm. yo, their rush defense ain't bad. They only allow 146 yards on the ground. Why does it say 27? Oh, never mind. They're last. They they yeah, allow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read that wrong. They allow yeah. 146 yards on the ground, 27th in the league, and they allow 25 points per game. And they are dead last in th- uh, third down percentage in 48.7. And for an Eagles team that routinely uh, converts on third downs because Jalen Hurts is just a move-the-chains machine at this point, uh, Chicago <laughs> allows their opponents to convert it at a 50% clip. Boy, it might be it might it might it might be a long day. People want to say trap game and all this, but uh, an incredible amount of things would have to go wrong for the Eagles to lose this game, or like a, a crazy turnovers. Hurts would have to throw two picks, something crazy like that, for for me to try 
and believe that the Eagles could lose this game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, let's just hope we got that out of their system when they did, right? And the Chicago's and also on a six-game loser streak. Six-game losing streak Chicago's on also. So that also mm. uh, factors uh, factors into it. Uh, we had to talk about some of the other roster moves as well. The Eagles obviously brought in a punter. Uh, Brett Kern, not nothing to speak of there. Aaron Sipos, despite his heroic efforts, placed on IR. Um, so so he'll be out for for a little bit. They got this veteran guy in Brett Kern, very good punter during his time. So he'll be able to serve for that, at least the rest of the season there. And then familiar face Anthony Harris was brought back to the practice squad. Obviously, Kayvon Wallace and Marcus Epps are, are the only two safeties available because uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson is still on IR. Reed Blankenship went down. Obviously, isn't going to be a uh, isn't going to be a serious injury. They got good news. He should only be out for a week or two. So they brought back Anthony Harris, who was waived by the Denver Broncos last week uh, to bring him in and fill in the gap in the meantime. But when they brought him back, I saw people complaining that, oh, Harris had, wasn't good last year and this and that. First of all, it's week 15 in the year. So like I don't know what I don't know what body you expect to grab off the street that knows Jonathan Gannon's system that's going to be able to come in and at least do some things and make sure, or at least prevent bad things from happening. And number two, and more importantly, he's better than Kayvon Wallace. Let alone that's not a high bar to clear. But I mean, as the, the less we have to see of Kayvon on the field, who seemingly thinks every play is a run play, he bites on every single play action, every single he's running after the line of scrimmage, literally every single play. I don't know why he thinks that that every play is a run play. It's, it's disastrous to watch. But uh, the less I have to watch Kayvon Wallace, uh, uh, the better. Are you happy to see Anthony Harris back in uh, Eagles green? I think he wore number 41 in, in practice today. Not a great number, but he's he's back. He's back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, just, you know, it's. Like you said, anything's better than Kayvon Wallace. Um, when the heck is Chauncey supposed to come back, man? What's the He's deal? eligible to come off uh, injured reserve against the Saints. Um, so that's when he's eligible to oh, return. Okay. Obviously, well, the I mean, Eagles look, are as gonna, long as he's good by the playoffs. Yeah, and the Eagles are, are very clearly going to try and win that game because they have draft implications. Uh, they, they still hold New Orleans draft pick, who currently sits number five overall. So the Eagles are are gonna have the number one seed, the NFC, and hold a top. Hey, five I saw so uh, mock draft had us taking a running back top five. Yeah, what the fuck? What, what's up with that? First of all, I thought Todd McShay knew better because now even more ridiculous than the Eagles ever even considering in their life, it'll be a cold day in hell. You have a better chance of seeing Jesus Christ outside your bedroom window like one day than the Eagles ever taking a running back top ten let alone top five. But in that same notion, if people are saying that Howie isn't going to pay Miles Sanders because they're going to draft B. John Robinson, Todd McShay should at least know that if you're taking a running back top five, you're going to pay him remotely close to the same salary that you would pay Miles Sanders anyway because yeah. top five picks make the same money. So why hmm. would we let Miles Sanders walk, a running back that's been here, to go and draft B. John Robinson and pay him the same money? I don't understand that mindset at all. Regardless, even money aside, the Eagles would never take a running back I don't think they'll take one in the first round ever, let alone top ten. There's just way more that could be had there, man. Like they're not going to be picking in that spot for a well, we'd imagine right for a long time (laughs) with the way Mm -hmm. things are are, are turning very quickly. Have turned very quickly here in Philly for the Eagles. I think they trade back if they get a pick that high. They're probably going to trade back or trade for a pick in next year's draft again, again. (laughs) They might they might just forever keep moving that pick back and back and back until they get the guy that they want, and then that's just how. How how that might go, Jay? Uh, what's the boy, Jalen? Jalen Carter? 
uh, is is the guy everybody's screaming for, the defensive, uh, the, the edge rusher. Mm. Uh, I've seen a lot of tape on him because the Eagles obviously are, are getting yeah, older there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a defensive player. It better be a corner. The top of my head. It, I swear to God, it better be a corner. Yeah, it but if they can get a generational Eli edge Ricks. rusher, like look how much Michael oh, Parsons, yeah. I mean, I would like, too. you know what I mean? How much he's transformed that Dallas defense, you know? Well, I'm saying even in the second round, like the Eagles are going to have, they, they have their own first pound first round pick as well so it better be a cornerback bradbury he's he's likely gone i would assume corner or edge some rusher, team, right yeah i i assume somebody's gonna give uh, james bradbury a hefty contract after what he's done this year darius slay's due for an extension at some point but corners man they fall off a cliff at some point luckily Dar- it hasn't happened to darius slay yet but once you get into those 30s that that decline is steep so and how he's pretty good at uh at getting rid of players you know right before that that decline is it going to be this year um we 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 don't know but corner is definitely going to be uh going to be in the full but Todd McShay is a full forever suggesting that the Eagles would take B. John Robinson in the uh in the uh first round and in the top five that is just now, I don't wild, really watch wild, college wild football like that as of right now but um is he that good that running back oh B. John's crazy yeah he's very good he's he's mm. he's like like uh like what was the last good like super really good like the Zeke draft Zeke Burnett. Dalvin Cook those guys uh Fernet, yeah so he's 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 on track for those guys he's very I was a good. big Fernet guy man yeah, he played for uh for Texas. So um he's a a very good, very good talent. Just, you know, not what the what the Eagles need. Um the Eagles are currently practicing, I believe, right now. Uh the crazy thing about Justin Fields is that uh he was ruled day to day with an illness. I think he was limited in practice yesterday with an illness. I assume he'll play. Um I had that whatever illness he had, I'm pretty sure I had it a couple of days ago because that bug is going around. Stomach was upset, so maybe that's that's what he's uh uh, uh, what he's feeling there. Yesterday's injury report, I, I hear it's going to be the same deal today. Uh, Reed Blankenship didn't practice, obviously dealing with that injury. Uh, Sean Bradley was limited with a hamstring. Landon Dickerson was limited with a back. Lane Johnson, who came out of the Giants game, uh, was limited with an abdomen injury. And Quez Watkins remains limited with a shoulder injury. So we will, uh, we will uh, keep track on all those injuries. As far as Chicago, didn't participate. Offensive lineman Larry Borum. Chase Claypool didn't participate with a knee injury. Justin Fields missed practice with the illness. And uh, tight end Trevin Wesco, one of their reserve tight ends, uh, missed practice with a calf injury. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, their starting safety and starting cornerback Kyler Gordon, both had concussions, but they participated in practice. Wide receiver Nikhil Harry, who they have as well. Uh, he was a full participant with a uh, back injury. And one of their other corners, Kendall Vildor, uh, was also a full participant. So we'll keep an eye on what's going on with Justin Fields. I expect he'll play probably just dealing with a stomach bug or, or, or whatever. So, uh, Steven, any, uh, final points you want to hit on for this game? Uh, I expect it's going to be a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, onslaughts. Any final predictions? We'll get our predictions in now, I guess, while we're here. I am just, uh, praying for and manifest manifesting health. You know, I just want everybody healthy. Hopefully Goddard's mm-hmm. back here soon. Um, you know, Chauncey we can survive recover. that shitty ass. Uh, we survived that shitty ass MetLife turf barely, but we survived it. You know how many people tear the ACLs on that turf? It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Get some grass guys. God. That is why it's key to lock up the, this lock up the, uh, number one seed in the NFC. Get that bye week, get home field advantage all throughout the postseason, and uh, yeah, one less game you have to play. Like it's a no brainer, right? So take mm-hmm. care of business. So. Um, and yeah, I'm just praying for health, man. I hope I don't jinx somebody doing this, but like it can't be understated. Like I see a lot of teams suffering 
you know, from the injury bug, it's catching up to some people. And it seems like we were starting to suffer it too a little bit. But yeah, Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray, unfortunately, yeah, just just went down. So tough breaks for a lot of a lot of people this year. Hopefully the league pays attention to what's going on and tries to make some improvements and prevent some of these injuries uh next season. Final prediction. Go go ahead. Final prediction. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going Eagles. Uh, do you want the spread? See. Do you want the spread first? Do, do you want to know if they're favorites before you make your you make your score? Well, we know they're favorites, but I'll give you the uh, uh the what is it? And let me guess. It's um, you know me, I don't really bet much anymore for a lot the of Eagles reasons. are nine point. The Eagles are nine point favorites. Oh wow! Think I was going to say nine and a half. Yeah, I think they oh. do. I think uh, Eagles thirty four. I'm gonna go Bears. Uh, Eagles thirty four. Bears sixteen. I got Eagles forty one, Bears fourteen. I think they're lucky to score twice, and they'd be. I don't. I don't see how they stop this Eagles offense. It's going to be another forty burger. Jalen Hurts is probably going to be pulled for the third game in a row, and we're going to mm. get that get get that rest and prepare for uh, for the Dallas Cowboys on on Christmas Eve. Got to get your popcorn ready for that one. Appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of the Philly Pod. Happy to get up here and preview uh, the Chicago game and, and vent about Micah Parsons and his dumbass comments uh, for, for, for a little bit here. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Be sure to rate five stars. Leave those reviews. Each and every one helps with the exposure of the show. Helps us move up the charts of all the uh, Eagles podcasts. Bring it to new eyes and ears of NFL fans and football fans alike. I am your host, Victor Williams. Follow me on all social platforms at the Philly Pod. Steven, where can the people find you? What content you got coming up? Let the people know what's cooking, brother. Yeah, man, just tune into the Liberty Lines YouTube channel. It's really just this, but it's an extension. It's all sports talk, really. I just made a video about... <laughs> that national uh, coverage, that national coverage. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I touched on the whole Joel Embiid nonsense that came out because uh, Bleacher Report is just crying for clicks on their articles, basically saying that Embiid feels like, quote-unquote, Sixers fans want him traded, which isn't true. So I, I addressed that. I spoke for you guys. I'm trying my best to uh, speak for you guys. And, and in my opinion, uh, I, I am not a hero, right? I am the dark <laughs> knight. I am the dark knight of sports talk. I am whatever oh the people need me to be. So if they need me to be a bad guy, I will be that. If they need me to be a good guy, I will do that. The voice of the voiceless. You guys heard it. The voice <laughs> of the voiceless. Shout out to CM Punk. Acknowledge the head of the Liberty Line YouTube channel. Acknowledge your league MVP, Jalen Hurts, who is now the odds-on favorite. Mm. According to every sports book you look at, go ahead. Before the season, plus 4,000 odds. Plus 4,000 odds before the season. Now he's minus 150. If you had a ticket for Jalen Hurts MVP, you are about to cash Wait. out. A lovely. This reminds me. I want to bring that up then. Do you remember? I would say it was at least two years ago. We were at the open practice, and it was Jalen Hurts coming out. Oh, my God. And I started an MVP <laughs> chant. You looked at me like, dude, shut the fuck up. Now is not the time. And here we are, God damn it. Yep, give him flowers, guys. <laughs> Steve, it's real big on victory laps. No matter what the situation, no matter how long, no matter how much time passed, he will remind you. And then <laughs> Joe right Flacco in one instance of time. runs out onto the field yeah. after that, and the vibe was dead. Uh, dude, what happens is Joe Flacco threw that 80-yard screen to Quez, and everyone was like, oh, he's coming for QB1. QB1, <laughs> oh, oh. I'll never forget all y'all motherfuckers that fucking uh, was posting Gardner Minshew's box oh, scores after man. that Jets game, too. Yeah, go fucking, yeah, just... Be ashamed. Well, but wait, Have we were we were uh, Carson Wentz defenders. Remember that? Yes, oh. man. We were Wentz fanboys. God, we just love our starting quarterback, regardless of who he is. We can't support QB one. Damn.
Damn, thank you guys for tuning in. We will be with you guys Monday, the same as uh, same as earlier this week, with hopefully another victory Monday edition. Thirteen and one, we could be mm. thirteen and one. Could you imagine? This is exactly what we were. I think we both predicted right? eleven wins on the season, didn't we? Yeah, I had 11 we did. And six. We did. We did. We did. The the last time the Eagles were thirteen and one was two thousand four. They went thirteen and three that year. They sat the rest of their starters the other last two games. Um, like I said, I think the Eagles. Uh, I think the Eagles play everybody against the Saints. They try to win that game, and then they'll bench everybody against the final game and against the Giants. I think the last game is that game won't matter. Mm. Uh, so it won't matter by then. By then, and remember, remember, guys. Regardless of what happens this week, the Eagles clinch the NFC East with the win over Dallas next week. So we will definitely be on tap for that. Thank you guys for checking it out. We'll catch you guys on Monday morning. Peace out from the Philly Pod.